0: chieftains there on that track there with Natalie McMaster, an East Coaster, Dave McIsaac, and of course, Paddy Maloney, Martin Fay, Sean Keane, all in there on a track called Fingal's Cave from their Fire in the Kitchen CD. And before that, a man from Armagh, Brian Finnegan. And uh, Brian started out at the tender age of about eight performing. He, um, he was um, originally in a three-piece band that toured, great name, Mark, on these fellas. They were called the Three Nations Flutes, and uh, Brian plays tin whistle and flute, and he was in there with Sarah Allen and Mike McGoldrick. And Mike McGoldrick is um, a fella that now tours around with the likes of Mark Knopfler. He's in his band, and uh, we played some of his music before on the program too. He's great. Great artist. Anyway, folks, you're very welcome along to all of this crack here on mixalore.com. Marco, how was things this morning with you? Uh, things are good, Ken.
1: I I'd say now most listeners figured out that the uh, the radio show that we just finished there <clears throat> was pre-recorded because there was no Liverpool gloating going on. But then you subtly went out with, with the, the Liverpool song there. Just just in the off chance that there might be a, a story a story emerging. And uh listen, a big congratulations. I know that um that the last time you got to celebrate, you were like a young you were like twenty two years of age, Kenny, running around, probably running around Toronto in those days and uh celebrating. But uh, congratulations um on uh on on bridging that thirty year gap and uh, Liverpool crowned the champions. You love Liverpool, don't you, Kenny?
0: I do, Mark. Yeah, I've uh, was pretty happy there this week. Still am, and um, yeah, yeah. But I'm, i You know, I'm not trying to gloat too much at all. Just uh, enjoying the moment. Um, I have a houseful. Well, used to have a houseful, I suppose, when we all lived back there in Sligo. Um, and they were, uh, they were all Manchester United fans, except myself and my brother, who were Liverpool fans. So, I'd say begrudgingly, um, they, uh, they were sending me messages of uh, of congratulations but you look at we take them and uh, fair oh, yeah. to uh, my sister and my dad and um, my nephews and nieces and brother-in-laws the whole lot yeah all man united fans and uh, or even our pal charlie dorley who we uh, joined on a zoom call last night was you know mm. barely got the words out of his mouth to say oh, uh, well done yeah. took him a while now took him a while
1: he he throws out he throws out compliments like that, like manhole covers. They don't, they don't come out very much, that's for sure. But um, um. oh yeah, I'm sure that they were holding their nose, sending sending out those notes to you. And um, listen, I I, I uh, I'll tell you, you're you're hard to take these days. Um, I'm going to be avoiding you a little bit now, just in the short term, till this cools off. It'll be hard to take. <laughs>
0: You know, in fairness, I have to give a shout out to a fellow Sligo lad, actually, uh, Eugene Savage, and he's a mad Manchester City fan. And he was one of the first to send the text in. And, oh, hi. Uh, I also, you know, some really good friends, Mark, <clears throat> um, actually dropped off uh, a bottle of, of champagne at my front door with red ribbons on it. Uh, on on Thursday evening, so I thought that was a class act.
1: It's a hokey,
0: yeah. Wow, Scotty Melvin oh, and Ian Bennett, two two class lads there in Milton who uh, who, who went the extra mile. You know, that's, wow. That's really that's...
1: Nice. Yeah. That was our friend. Now now I feel like a bad friend because I didn't do anything like that here. <laughs>
0: it didn't. No. <laughs> oh Lordy, I'll remember that. I'll remember yeah. if Spurs ever win. You know.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's right. Yes, let's uh, let's move on, Kenny.
0: Yeah, on. yeah. Hey, listen, we're loaded, obviously, with sports stuff. Um, we do have plenty of interviews from um, a Canadian uh, audience this week. We're not traveling across the con- uh, the, yeah, the pond to interview anyone from Ireland this week. So we've got uh, plenty of of action that way. Stay tuned for that. But loads of sport, Mark. Uh, lots happening. Um, yep. I just read this morning there that the IRFU have come out. They've confirmed that 118 tests for COVID-19 were given to the players and staff of Ulster and Connacht, and delivered back zero positive results. So they now join Leinster and Munster, who uh, had returned 140 negative Uh, Outcomes last week. So they're ready to resume on the 29th of June for for training. And competitive rugby will be back on the 22nd of August with the resumption of a curtailed Guinness Pro 14. And then on the 18th of September, we'll have the Heineken Cup Champions Cup uh, quarterfinals where Ulster will face a tough trip to Toulouse and Leinster will host Sarazen. So uh, rugby coming back. But also some excellent news on GAA as well for uh, for all our our listeners who'd be into that.
1: Yeah, you've got um on the GAA front. Uh, just for everyone, there will be uh, an All Ireland Championship this year, and it will be the final will be played, I believe, on the seventeenth or the nineteenth of December, which is going to be very different. Yeah, it is the nineteenth of December, yep. that's for and the on football. the thirteenth, that's yep. the football. Yeah, and the thirteenth of December there'll be um uh the the uh, hurling final the all ireland senior hurling championship final will be on there will be no backdoor system uh this year in many ways it goes back and that's I think the first time since 2000 that that's happened but in many ways it's reverting back to uh the pre kind of backdoor uh, model there will be a complete knockout so it's a kind of a one and done in your provincial games um there will be four provincial champions and then there'll be a semi-final and a final and they're also going to play out the remainder of the league first before they kick off the championship so so listen they've been very patient i think about it and um there's going to be a bit of a focus on club uh the club scene first and that will also allow them to kind of normalize and get used to the the um you know get 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 used to operating under this this new life that we're about to start here i suppose but um anyways great news great that you know, that 2020 wasn't a skip year, that there will be a, a Sam McGuire and, a, and the McCarthy Cup handed out at the end of the year. So it's fantastic news.
0: It is great news. There's um, there will be backdoor in the hurling, but not the football. Correct. Um, Thank they'll you. Also, yeah. Mark, uh, it's it's uh, it's interesting. no COVID-19 testing for county players at all. And I read the comment there that it's because they're amateur and not professional. So those folks obviously have jobs and they'll be mingling within the community. So there'll be no COVID-19 testing for players and New York will be absent, but London is included. And I suppose for obvious reasons with uh, with New York and the state that it's in, even though it's improved versus a lot of the other um, states in, in America. Um, they're not going to be included in, in the Connacht Championship. So uh, it'll be interesting. A little run. Oh, sorry. And the other thing too, pal, is the uh, All-Ireland Club Championships has been scrapped. Corrfinn and yeah. Ballyhale Shamrocks will remain the holders of their club All-Irelands until uh, till next year or so. Right, yeah. So that's good news uh, for them, I suppose, but but disappointed that there won't be a club championship. And just a little rundown in December. I mean, it's going to be packed, so you want to get uh, some form of, of viewing in here. We'll, we'll stay tuned if, if any of the local establishments will be showing any of these games. But on Saturday, the 5th of December, it's the All-Ireland Football Semi-Final. That'll be Leinster versus Ulster. That's the way that's running this year. Sunday, the 6th, will be Connacht versus Munster. And then uh, also on the Saturday and Sunday, it will be the All-Ireland Minor Football and Hurland Finals. And on the 13th, as you mentioned there, it's the Hurland Final and the Joe McDonough Cup Final as well. They are going to hold that as well this year. And then on the 19th, it'd be some Christmas present, wouldn't it? If you were holding Sam McGuire or, or the Liam McCarthy, it'd be something else.
1: Well, Kenny, I'm looking no further than the um than the 24th or 25th of October when uh, the hurling draw has actually been made. Yes. I don't believe the football draw has been made. Kenny, has it? Uh,
0: uh, nothing this morning. No, no.
1: Yeah, but um, I uh, I'm delighted to tell you that we drew the Dubs in the first round, the Leinster Senior Hurling Championship quarter final. Book your <laughs> ticket for that one. Leash versus Dublin. We took them down last year in the shock of the year. Yes, and the winners. The winner's got a handy old game against uh, Kilkenny a week later.
0: <laughs> and uh, is Eddie Brennan still, is he still the banished door there or did he leave? Oh, he is, yeah. yeah oh, he okay, is. very he's good. So he's back. Uh, yeah. He'll be back. Oh, He'll yeah, be licking yeah, his chops for another win. I yeah. also see, now this is a bit of a strange one for people listening in if you're not familiar, but the Leinster uh, pieces is Wexford will face Galway. Galway, of course, in Conn. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's anyway, still funny, isn't it? It is, it is. But uh, so, yeah, and then Limerick will open their monster defence with a quarterfinal against Clare. So that should be a, a nice oh, uh, yeah. clash of the action Yeah, yeah, be good. And uh, Cork and tough. Waterford will be another, another, another good one. So, and the winner of the Limerick Clare quarterfinal will have the tasty uh, matchup against Tip the following weekend. So uh, and then Wexford, who who take on Galway, as we mentioned, and they'll uh, they'll have Kilkenny, as they received uh, mm. by as well, I think. So
1: I did see something come up about the football, Ken, and it does look like it will be either Wexford Wicklow or Mead versus either Carlo, Kildare or Offaly on the fourteenth and fifteenth of November, and then on the other side at, in Leinster. So it looks like Leinster has been drawn. Uh, it'll be Longford Loud or Leash. Versus Westmeath or Dublin on the 14th and 15th, and uh, that's what the semi-final might look like. So, anyway, Leish might have a might have a, a, a lash here at, at the Dubs. There's a chance.
0: My goodness, that'll be Twice something. Twice
1: in, in the hurling and the football. Oh that's, yeah,
0: uh, yeah. You'll Send be them for that, off packing right. in
1: both codes early, Ken. Send them packing in both codes, nice and early. Give them an early Christmas.
0: Indeed, indeed. wouldn't, wouldn't that be something? um Uh, yeah i doubt it'll happen but uh good luck to you anyway in in all right um i see on this side of the pond the uh the nba who are planning on getting to uh disneyland to to kind of run out their season are not having as good a luck with the covid because there's 16 nba players who tested positive and a bunch of the golfers of course too this week mark um had to had to back out of the tournament um because of covid nineteen whether it was their their um caddies in the case of graham mcdowell so uh had to back out of the the tournament so it's uh it's still it's still amongst us here so uh yeah let's be absolutely. careful out there I also see that uh the Irish team the the Nations League schedule is out for the Irish uh the Irish soccer team in September they'll have a, a couple of games Bulgaria uh they'll be over tra- I, I'm assuming they'll be traveling to Bulgaria by then but uh, that's who they take on and then they'll be playing Finland on the 6th of September the 11th of October they'll have Wales so that should be a cracker and the yeah. 14th of October, they play Finland again. And then 15th of November and 18th of November, they're back to Wales and then Bulgaria. So, right, it'll be great. Brilliant. We're going to have loads of sport. My goodness me.
1: We've got um, we got some great old interviews lined up now today, Ken, as well. I'm really looking forward to them. We have um, Bobby O'Donovan, a uh, former, uh, former man in uh, Sons of Aaron and also had a stint with the Irish Rovers. We have an interview with him. Um, he's moved back to Toronto here. He's living back in the city after a after a belt down in Florida. And then also um, Mike uh, Michael Keane, who is the proprietor of the Galway Arms, has called in to, to just give us his perspective. They opened their doors yesterday, Ken. So I look forward to hearing from him. And um, I'm really uh, excited about our third caller, a fellow by the name of Dan Cadigan. Who's, down, who's going to be calling us from St. John's, Newfoundland, here, um, 1.30 their time, 12 o'clock our time. And um, he's the man about town down there. Uh, he's actually a, a, a cop, a policeman down in St. John's. And um, he's very dialed into the Irish scene down there, and uh, particularly the Irish music scene. He plays a bit of music himself. We might have a couple of his tunes, Ken, I don't know. But uh, he's a huge Christy Moore fan, this fella. He convinced his wife uh, to go to see Christy Moore on his honeymoon in Enfield in Mead. So he's a mad, uh, mad uh, uh, Newfoundland man, um, a real wannabe Irish man. But it, it, you should see the bar that he has in his basement as well. I'm looking oh, it's forward incredible. to talking to him. Yeah.
0: It's, a, it's a great bar altogether. He sent us a great photograph of it. And mm-hmm. I've already picked out a couple of whiskies that I'll be having when I go down there. So uh, <laughs> we look forward to it's chatting spotlight. with Dan for sure. And, and hearing from him and he's, he's requested a couple of Christie songs and I've lined them up for him as well. So we'll, we'll do that good. for sure. All right. We better move on with a bit of music here. People will be tired of listening to the two of us chatting here yeah. about, uh, about sport. Um, here's a good favorite uh, out there. And it's Christy Hennessy and Star. <laughs>
2: All you want to know Have I been on the radio? Who's the biggest star I've seen? What is my favorite scene? And if I get the job Would I sing on mass? Yes, sir, I would sing on mass I'd play upon a star I'd sing songs of the sun And when my job was done I would say I love you so And I'd like to play one more Just to all young lovers For the road need to go Go to be a star I have known my highs and lows I've worked in every show I've played in every town and brought some houses down If critics never notice me I'm not a star you see and yet I give my heart to every path I would stand for hours and hours I'd wait through the sun and showers. With my dancing shoes And my dreams on view I'd walk upon an empty stage With one light in my face to be told, down not phone us, but we'll phone you. same old scenes, the same old happenings, a hundred miles of shows, and yet no place to go, and when your luck is all run out, you're asked to take a bow, you've just stolen the show, but now you're on your own. Need a star Need a star
3: This island was swarming like a scene from a costume ball, decked out in the colors of Europe, on fire with the hope of it all. There, my father's own father stood huddled with the tired. The hungry and scared, torn of the century, pilgrims, they were bound by the dreams that they shared. Sometimes, when I look in my grandfather's emigrant times, I see that day reflected. And I can't hold my feelings inside. I see starting with nothing, working hard all of his life. Don't take it for granted, say grandfather's immigrant type. They were standing in lines just like cattle Torn, sorted and shoved Some were one step away from sweet freedom Some were torn from someone they loved To the sprawling tower of Babel a young man confused and alone Determined and bound for America He was carrying everything that he owned Sometimes when I look In my grandfather's emigrant times I see that day reflected I can't hold my feelings inside I see starting with nothing Working hard all of his life Don't take it for granted Say grandfather's ever The window, but those eyes are still just as clear as the day that he sailed through that harbor, came ashore on the island of tears. Grandfather's days are numbered, but I won't let his memory die. He gave me the gift of this country and the look in these emigrant eyes. Sometimes when I look in my grandfather's emigrant eyes, I see that day reflected, can't hold my feelings inside. I see starting with nothing, working hard all of his life. Don't take it for granted, say grandfather's and times. I don't take it for granted, say grandfather's and
1: All right, folks, welcome back. Um, listen, delighted to be joined on the phone now by a man who would be fairly well known to a good few of our listeners. He arrived here in Canada in the 1970s, did a bit of singing with the Sons of Aaron out in Newfoundland, and uh, did a bit of singing with the Irish Rovers. A bit of a man about town, a bit of a rover himself, uh, originally from Cork. Delighted to be joined in the line now by the man himself, uh, Bobby O'Donovan. Good morning, Bobby. How are you doing, pal?
4: I'm doing good, you know, uh, my wife, yeah, still
1: alive in, in this day and age, that's an advantage. <laughs> good man, yourself, so, well, I, that, was, that was a bit of a quick introduction I did there, but um, I, I was hoping maybe you nice could, nice. yeah. <laughs> maybe you could give us a bit of, uh, fill in some of the blanks for us, so, so you got here in 1970s, but you, you sang a little bit with the Sons of Air and down in Newfoundland, how long were you down in Newfoundland for?
4: Well, we were uh, we were based out of Toronto, but we used to go down to Newfoundland quite a bit, you know. The the first Sons of Erin, I went down there was nineteen sixty years, and um, I came over in nineteen seventy to replace Tinny Ryan, and he had to replace Dennis in the Sons of Erin. Then he went down to do Ryan's Fancy afterwards, you know. Right. And uh, Jonathan Lynn actually. Oh the yeah. One who
1: brought me over? Oh, good old Jonathan. Yeah. And um, and yes, I was to the other day, actually, yeah. and then you also did a bit of a stint with the Irish Rovers, did you?
4: I did for a little while, yeah. Back in the seventies, I was, uh, I don't know, a couple of years, I suppose, maybe a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. That was probably um, uh, in the big picture. That was probably you know the highest I went in that in that terms in terms of popularity, anyway. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah. And and how you did know, they
4: had the CBC
5: show going and all that other stuff? You
1: know. All oh, right. Yeah. And so how did you, tell, tell me a little bit about the Newfoundland experience, um, I, I'm sure it's it's a bit different than any other experience, but tell us a little bit about that, any crack.
4: Yeah, when I got off the plane and I was a member uh, the taxi driver said, uh, you're, you're a musician now, you know, and I never heard that word before, uh, since I was home, you
5: know.
4: <laughs> I got off the plane and uh, he had the cab, He says, "Yes, he saw the fiddle case, you see, and he says, well, my daughter plays piano, he says, we bought hens. <laughs> You know, I, I know it might have been the, it might have been the, uh, the the accordion which they call the carbonier computer, but uh, straight away you know that night I went up up, up to the Skyline Motel up on the Kenmore Road and the fellow by the name of Johnny Cameron got us to who wrote the tribute to Newfoundland himself and myself cans into 99 uh, about a of rum, you know. Lovely. And I woke up the next day and I heard a, I heard it's a true story. I heard a fiddle playing next door in the room next door, and it was Brian Byrne from. Um, Harry Hibbs' band, you know. Okay. I thought I thought I thought it was back in Ireland and I heard him practicing, you know, and I was of course <laughs> still hungover. That was back in the days that I used to drink, you
1: know. Right. right? You gave up that and stuff altogether then? No,
4: I yeah, you know, I stopped smoking and I stopped drinking and I substituted food for sex. You know, now I can't get into my own pants. <laughs> so
1: come, so come here. How long how long were the Sons of Aaron around then? And the Sons
4: of Ireland are still going actually. Uh, there's been a few uh, ex-members, but um, I was probably the longest in, in the band,
5: you know? Yeah.
4: We um, The first hit up in Newfoundland uh, was The Butcher Boy.
5: Oh,
1: lovely, yeah.
4: Yeah, which is actually, on Ralph recently put a YouTube version out of that, with lovely photographs in the background and stuff, and yeah, Ralph O'Brien was the leader of the band.
1: Oh, very good, very good.
4: He's retired now, you know?
1: Yeah. And then you headed down to Florida for a little stint, did you?
4: I got a guy down in Florida down for a while, uh, a fellow by the name of um, uh, Jamie Snyder, who used to be with one of a grand band and myself, headed down there oh, many years ago. And, uh, you know, I got away from the, I was tired of the snow, to be quite honest with you, you know? Yeah. Uh, and the weather and stuff. But uh, now I'm back and I'm, I'm happy to be back in Canada, you know, to tell you the God's gospel truth, you know? And you have. I won't get into the political aspects
1: of that, but I am. Ah, know? I know that's grand, and and you have um you have a bit of itchy feet now to get back out east to, to get a little a little bit more of the more of your, your Celtic culture back into your DNA. Well, you're
4: you're so right about that, Mark. You know, and, I mean, I miss the sense
1: of humour. You know, most of all yeah. because I've been known to tell a few jokes and
4: have a have a laugh. You know, I don't take life too serious.
1: Yeah, you know. And where would you park yourself down there? Now would you go into Halifax and check that out? I mean, that's a that's a wonderful town, and of course a very Irish town Kevin as well. Kevin
4: Evans, yeah, Kevin Evans and Brian are already down there all the time. They're the top of um, Yeah, the, the ambassadors of the Irish music in that neck of the woods. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I have I haven't been back in Halifax now for a long, long, long time. You know? Yeah, yeah, a long time. I right. don't know. I don't know, I mean, Denny's
1: down there, I don't, know, I don't even know if they let me back in, you know? Oh, they'll let you in alright. <laughs> they'll let you in alright, although if you go down there tomorrow, you, you'll get in, you'll have to stay for at least 14 days before you get out.
4: Isn't that something? I, I'd love to go back to Ireland, I haven't been back since 2013, back to Cork, but it's um, just what's the point going home and being stuck at home, uh, uh, you know, for 14 days. It's bad enough going home at Christmas when you're stuck by the
1: fire, right. in, the, in the darkness, you know? Indeed. Right. Come here. Um, who who are you listening to these days I now? To you. <laughs> who, who, who? I'm used to say at home, Come here, huh? Bobby, Bobby, who are you listening to these days? I listen to rt One all the time. Believe it or yeah. not, Um, it got, me, it got me, through the
2: COVID uh, lovely, lovely programmes. Yeah. You know, the Joe and um, all
4: the shows from home and his sense of humour. My God, yeah, it's
5: unbelievable. Like
4: the, the beautiful subtleties of the humour. You know. And what ab- uh, the crack? I mean, we find we find humour in everything, don't we?
1: We do, as, as we average, do. You know, uh,
4: we survive the flannel, we survive laughing through our Celtic sense of humour. You know.
1: Um, and what about um music-wise? Who are you listening to? Who do you have the gra for these days?
4: I don't have a well. I listen to uh, listen to everybody. You know. I mean, yeah. I've always been a big fan of of the Dubliners. Yeah. And um, you know, as a kid, we used to open for them. As, um I think we got talked Bob the or something like that, and uh, Johnny Lynn actually, myself, Jonathan, we, we opened. We had a bank called the Clan back in those days, back in yeah. the late '60s, and uh, we opened the Dubliners. And you know, I'm a big fan of Christy Moore. Yeah, you know, yeah. But you can't be singing Christy Moore songs in pubs, you know, <laughs> unless you're a big fan of, of Irish music. You know, I mean, I'm a huge fan of. of uh, Celtic Irish music, but you know yourself, you know, the the United States, I have to say, in all fairness, they really do appreciate your talent down there, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And um, all they do, they're very proud of their Irish heritage, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Very proud of it. And it's, it's big Danny by country, you know?
1: Right, right. And Bobby, whereabouts in Cork are you from originally?
4: I was born bread and butter, as the man says, born up in the Mardake, or if you're, if it's a sort of upper class, like, uh, by Sunday, across the river from Sunday as well, the Mardike. next to Fitzgerald's Park, if there's anybody out there listening,
6: it was the house between the cricket fields and Fitzgerald's Park, <laughs> and my Brilliant. father used to... <laughs> used, to, used, to, used to look
4: after Fitzgerald's Park now it's the Mardank of course if you're from Montanoffing now or Kerrigan Line where they talk like that they're like, oh my god oh my yes, fire on the barbie there we're
5: coming around the point you know that's when
4: they're when they have having the barbecue for the yachts you know they're coming Oh yeah. well, fire on the barbie you're coming around the point Roach is fine, safe. well there'll be,
1: a, there'll be there'll be a few people listening I can guarantee you that can relate anyway so there you go oh
4: yes well I'm Nile Toby was a master of the accent, wasn't he Nile Neil.
1: oh yeah. uh, he was yeah. uh he was brilliant he was brilliant I was a big fan for sure oh. oh
4: me too I got a lot of his material and you know Mark I saw him live in uh in um Florida of all places Wow From all places. imagine and my sister and I went to see him in Florida so a friend of mine brought him over there yeah um
5: Harry Cusson
1: yeah oh brilliant well, listen, Bobby, Absolutely
4: brilliant.
1: You're, you're very good for doing this, pal, and we, we very much appreciate it. Great to hear your voice, and I'm sure that um, I'm sure it's great for a few other people here that, uh, that to hear your familiar voice as well, and um, hopefully we can catch up soon. I'd like to do a shout-out. Can I do a shout-out to Johnny? Oh, 100%. 100%. And, and, uh, and also Harry Beatley. Harry Beatley is an old friend of mine uh, from the Irish Rebels years ago, you know? Lovely. Right. Yeah, you just oh, well, did it.
4: Thanks very much, and um, I do appreciate a uh, little bit of a uh, little
1: bit of time on the air. You know, no problem, Bobby. Our pleasure. You take care of yourself.
4: Thanks, Mark. Ta- God bless you.
1: Take bye care. Bye bye. Bye bye.
7: As down the glen on Easter morn To a city fair road oh, I There are lines of marching men In squadrons passed me by No fight to hand, no battle drum it Sound its lonely tattoo But the Angela's bell Or the Liffey swell It rang out on the foggy gym Oh, proudly high Over Dublin sky They hung out the flag of war it better to die Beneath the Irish sky Than in Sulvar Or Sudelbar And from the plain seven tongues of flame rang out over lines of steel and to every blade a prayer that was said that to Ireland a young men did be true and when the morning broke out the war flag it shook out its folds in the foggy Bade her wild geese go That small nations might be free But their lonely graves Are by Suval's waves Or on the fringes of the grey North Sea For had they died By Pierce's side Or fought with But the bravest fell, and the requiem bell it rang mournfully and clear. For those who died that Easter tide in the springtime of the year, and the world that in gaze in deep amaze at those gallant. Fight And freedom's light Might shine through the foggy dew Well back o'er the glen I rode again And my heart with grief it was sore For I parted that I never shall see no more and to and fro with my sleep I go and I'll leave
8: man the well-fed man in charge of the terrible knob the most pleasing thing about it it's almost a permanent job when the atom war is over and the world is split in three a consolation i've got well maybe it's not there'll be nobody left but me i sit at me desk in washington in charge of this great machine more vicious than adult Hitler, More deadly than stricken And in the evening after a tiring day Just to give myself a laugh I hit the button, a playful belt And I listen for the blast Well, I am the man, the well-fed man In charge of the terrible knob. The most pleasing thing about it It's almost a permanent job When the atom war is over Three, a consolation I've got Well, maybe if not, there'll be nobody left but me If Brezhnev starts his nonsense And makes a nasty smell With a wink and a nod from Nixon i will blast them all to hell For that fellow Castro, him with the sugar cane He needn't hide behind his whiskers, I'll get him just the same Well I am the man, the well fed man, in charge of the terrible love The most pleasing thing about it, it's almost a permanent job When the atom war is over, and the world Three, a consolation I've got Well, maybe it's not There'll be nobody left but me If me wife denies me jocular Right or me breakfast milk is sour From eight to nine in the morning You're in for a nervous hour The button being so terribly close, It's really a dreadful joke but me ass as I go past and we'll all go up in smoke Well I am the man, the wealth that's not in charge of the terrible knob. The most pleasing thing about it, it's almost a permanent job When the atom war is over and the world is split to free, A consolation I've got, well maybe it's not, there'll be nobody left but me now I'm thinking of joining the army, the army that bans the bomb. We take up a large collection, and I'll donate me some. For without it, I am helpless, and that's the way to be. Yet don't have to kill the whole bloody lot to make the people free.
0: Uh, there you go. Some good old uh, lyrics in that uh, in that song there. Luke Kelly and the Dubliners and the button pusher. thought it was hilarious when I was listening to that during the week. What do you think of that one there, Mark? Oh, the button pusher, Kenny. Huh? Where did
1: you come up with this stuff? Y- Nobody your, uh, left but I... me
0: when I pushed the button, huh? Isn't that something? <laughs> Very good. And before that, a lovely rendition of The Foggy Jew. And uh, that was from Dubliner um, uh, Derry Farrell. And, you know, something about him now, Mark, he was a former electrician and he yeah. decided to become a musician after listening and seeing Christy Moore perform on, a, on an Irish TV show. I'm assuming it was probably on RTE. Wow. Um, and uh, he, he's very good. He's got a few albums out there right now. His first one was back in 2009 called The First Turn, and he's since released uh, two more albums, True Born Irishman. And his latest one, which was just last year, called "A Lifetime of Happiness." So you can check his music out. I'm sure on all the uh, the usual uh, spots, but, or his his own website as well has them. Um, and again, it's uh, Derry Farrell from from Dublin. Lovely rendition of that song. Mm. That song was actually part of uh, RTE's um, voting for the favourite folk song of Ireland. So uh, there wow. you go.
1: Excellent. Very good. And, oh, Kenny, uh, I don't know. Yeah,
0: yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say there, nice job of Bobby there. Good to hear a uh, local artist still at it Um, after all yeah. these years, still uh, belting out some music. And uh, we did hear Immigrant Eyes. That's one of Bobby's favorites. And that's from his album called Fire in the Kitchen. So, um, well, oh well. well, I done, have a Bobby.
1: funny story now. I hope Bobby won't mind me uh, saying this. I, I did have to pre record Bobby. Uh, he had a conflict. But, um. I gave him a call anyway to get the interview going, and um, I thought I had the wrong number because it didn't sound like somebody who could sing. Um, anyway, sure enough, he, he said, oh, he said, oh, sorry, hold on. He said, I'm not ready. I have to get me teeth in. So... <laughs> <laughs> so I made might have called him a little bit too early in the morning to get the interview going, but um, anyway, he's very good. Uh, what a lovely voice he has as well! It's great. Beautiful so, voice. Uh, hopefully, yep. Hopefully, he can belt it out around the city here a little bit now, and we can we can go and see him live now that things are starting to come back to normal a little bit. So, no doubt and, about. It. Um, meant also say, Ken, that as we speak, um, the makeup of a new coalition cabinet is being decided uh, in Ireland. Um, with the government this afternoon, um, we've got the makeup of the. the, the it looks like the t shock will be Mihal Martin, indeed. And Then uh, Leo Varadkar and Eamon Ryan of the Green Party. So it does look like it uh, does look like Mihal Martin is the t shock. I think that's formal, and uh, Mr. Varadkar is going to be the, the tarnisheda. And um, anyway, they're going to be um, they're going to, <laughs> going to be putting this whole thing together. It's a very bizarre set of circumstances. Uh, you know, talk about having fellas run the country that the people don't want running the country, and they uh, they voted as such, uh, and these uh, and these lads made it to the top again. It's incredible.
0: It, it is incredible. Yeah, people did vote for change, but. Uh... There's not a whole lot of change. We'll, we'll have to see what the Greens are, are able to do and persuade the other yeah. two lads. Micheál Martin, 31 years in the doll, nine years as leader of uh, of and uh, has been here in Toronto with us at the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, we had him here yep. at, a, at a, an event. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I don't think it's exactly what the people of Ireland wanted, but we'll, uh, we'll certainly see what, what happens um,
5: yeah.
1: well, over I'm, the coming I'm... years. I'm sure Sinn Féin learned something from this as well. So um, it'll be, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens.
0: Very good. All right. We have an interview coming up here shortly um, with with Dan down in Newfoundland. And we'll get him on the line here. Uh, We'll play a couple of tracks. Um, Played a track from this lad last week. A fella called Faraway Martin from Mayo has based himself in in Doha for uh, a long time and uh, is pumping out some some great music. And we get a mention in this track, Mark. So uh, listen closely to the lyrics on on this now and, and enjoy it.
9: I promise to myself it's not the life for me I'm sick of living someone else's life Through a filtered screen Cause I don't care about that I'll pave my own path Make my own memories Yeah, the lights may go out But my hopes and dreams won't die Whether you're ready or not I'm giving up are you good?
10: are hard, and they've handed me my cards. They say there's not the work to go around. Oh, when the whistle blows, the gates will finally close. Tonight they're going to shut this factory down. Then they'll tear it down. For better pay, for twenty years I served them best I could. Now with a handshake and a cheque, it seems so easy to forget loyalty through the bad times and through good. Now the owner says he's sad to see the things have got so bad, but the captains of industry won't let him lose. Still drives a car and smokes a cigar. But still he takes his family on a cruise. He'll never lose. Now it seems to me such a cruel irony. He's richer now. Never he was before Now my check is spent And I can't afford the rent There's one law for the rich One for the poor Every day I've tried To salvage some of my pride To find some work so's I might pay my way But everywhere I go The answer's always no There's no work for anyone here today No work today And so condemned I stand Just an ordinary man Like thousands beside me in the queue I watch my darling wife trying to make the best of life, and God knows what the kids are going to do. Now that we are faced with this human waste, a generation cast aside. For as long as I live, I never will forgive. You stripped. Me my dignity and pride, you've stripped me bare, you've stripped me bare, you've stripped
9: me bare.
0: Yes, always good to have a bit of Christy Moore on the program. And we're delighted to welcome to the to the show Dan Cadigan from beautiful St. John's, Newfoundland. Closer to Ireland, Dan, than, uh, than Toronto, I believe, by all accounts, in, in our geography. You're very welcome to Keologous Crack.
11: Hey, thanks, folks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, that's what I was telling everyone uh, when I was over in Ireland. Uh, they'd ask where you're from. I'd say, Newfoundland, we're the next island over. <laughs> That's very true.
1: <laughs> On the other side, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you're a big um we we had uh, Ordinary Man there. I know it was a song that you um uh that you liked. I, I don't think there's too many people that listen to the show that would have uh claimed that for their honeymoon they brought their wife to a Christy Moore concert in Enfield in County Mead. Tell us the story there.
11: Yeah, it definitely wasn't her uh I guess, you know, growing up as a as a young girl, you don't have that as your uh, ideal honeymoon. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I f I don't know how I managed that one, fellas. I don't know. I, we were we had our honeymoon planned and uh we were gonna go to Ireland and then uh, you know, go to a beach somewhere and sure enough we just happened to be looking uh, I was listening to some Christy Moore on his website and I'm his, on his uh, you know, fan page and stuff and I saw a couple of uh new shows come up. And I said, Jeez, wouldn't it be great if we got to see him? I never saw him before and Sure enough, after a couple of days of him and Han and changing our complete schedule around, or uh, we managed to get tickets and uh, we lined up. I said I talked to a couple of people who went to some Christie Moore concerts and they said, "Oh, you got to line up. It's not you know seat here, seat there." So we got dressed. Uh, I'd say twelve o'clock and went over and lined up three hours before the show. And the craziest thing was, we were probably third in line, third, fourth in line. So there was people that are crazier than me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, we were we were talking earlier, uh, Dan, about um, we could hear your dogs in the background and your dogs' names are uh, Guinness and Harp. And um, I, I suppose it, it wouldn't take a rocket science to figure out that, um, that you've got um, a, a, a fairly deep interest and love for all things Irish. Tell us a little bit about the scene down there, uh, Dan. I know that you're a musician yourself. You play a bit of music. Uh, you're part of a group of people that kind of go to Ireland, uh, do some singing as well. Um, but tell us a little bit about the um, about the Irish connection down there, maybe, and, and, and how you got involved in it and, and how you're still involved in it.
11: Yeah, uh, definitely. There's a there's strong Irish roots here in Newfoundland. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Um, all over, the, all over the province, really. Um, I'm from uh, I'm from like Logie Bay, Middle Cove, Outer Cove. Uh, it's just a, a town kind of connected to the city. But uh where I grew up, I guess uh, my whole family and uh, everyone in this community, kind of the whole, you know, sit around the kitchen table on a on a Sunday evening and singing some old Irish songs was just the way of life. Um, you drop in someone's house and and share a pint and share a song. Um, that's kind of what I was brought up in. Uh, so it stuck with me, and I just loved the music and loved the stories behind every song that was that was saying. And and uh, you know. I was lucky enough to meet people along the way that my family were really good friends with that were of that same mentality, and uh, I just stuck to them. Uh, one one gentleman, uh, Chris Andrews, is he's a Shanigan, uh one of the singers in Shaniganock and he was a great family friend of ours. And my uh, my aunt uh, met uh, you know some of the some of the guys in the Masterless Men and did these different bands that were huge in uh, in Newfoundland and I guess the early early nineties. And when I was when I was young um and it was just it was just what what it was i mean you go out if you went out to see these people playing pubs and uh the talent was just you know you'd get it nowhere else and and i guess one thing that that everyone said that started here and was uh, was the sons of Aaron. i mean they came and opened up uh, a pub ralph o'brien was uh, was the gentleman i met through chris and he opened up a pub called uh, Aaron's pub uh, there's a great documentary, actually. Uh, you can find it if you just put it in uh, in, the, in Google, I think, and it will come up. It's called uh, "This Little Room," and it's a documentary about that pub and how it started, and and the different people, like uh, you know, Alan Doyle and and uh, uh, Ryan's Fancy and all these guys who started in this pub. Uh, and a friend of mine, Chris, he actually started there as a doorman, and uh, after he was bouncing, and then after a while, he got to know uh, Ralph, and he said, "You mind, like, can can we play here?" And sure enough, they started playing the same with Alan Doyle wow. and all these people, right? So, you know, it's uh, it's been around for a long time and, and I guess it continues to grow. And it's like anything, it goes in waves here. And uh, there'll be a really big Irish, uh, Irish presence downtown when there's a, a pub open and it'll have some big acts. I mean, like uh, Patty Riley played in, uh, in uh, Aaron's pub. Uh-huh. Wow. And Danny Doyle and all these other people, you know, so. Um, super.
1: Yeah, yeah and um and you're playing a bit of music yourself now what's uh, what's your uh, instrument of choice and are you the vocal man
11: yeah so my, myself and my brother actually play a little bit and i play uh, we, we used to call ourselves the kitchen musicians because uh, we were we'd, we'd favor uh, around a kitchen table at three o'clock in the morning yelling each, yelling <laughs> songs at each other right So uh, that was how we kind of got started. And that's how everyone, I think, gets started here. You listen to people playing songs and you you get taught by uh, people that are sitting at the table with you. and You teach how to play guitar. So I picked up the guitar and and started learning, I don't know, probably 15 or 16 years ago. So it's just a a good thing to have here and and go downtown and be able to play in a pub and and have people sing along and enjoy a a pint with a song. and, And it just goes a long way, you know
1: now you you mentioned in um we were going back and forth there is there an irish festival kicking off there
11: now or are or, or soon um so i guess the they do uh we have a number of festivals here in the province and uh we i guess it's a little bit different this year but we have uh, like uh, george street i don't know i'm sure uh a yeah. couple of our mutual friends have told you about that place. But uh, yeah, <laughs> so they, they shut down the street there and they do different nights and they do like a, an Irish night and they do a uh, the different kind of, you know, different kind of themes on it. So and same with the St. John's Folk Festival they have. I mean, we had Paul Brady play here uh, for the Folk Festival there. I think it was two years ago. Wow. Um, yeah. So, you know, we just have those kind of. Uh, those events throughout the different festivals. And then, you know, St. Patrick's Day is the same here. They they close off the streets and, you know, it's a full-on, you know, festival for for that purpose too. So it's, super, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, great, it's, it's, it's certainly fun, a
0: great place, Dan. It's, uh, I've had the pleasure of, of being to Newfoundland a couple of times. And for any of our listeners who haven't been, you certainly have to get there. It's uh, most unique in, in Canada. And uh, for the Irish listeners that are in there, Included on a trip because you'll feel right at home. There's no doubt the people are fantastic. The the hospital, hospita- <laughs> easy for me to say, but uh, <laughs> the people are just uh, tremendous there. So uh, we, we love getting down to Newfoundland. Yes. And uh, I think
1: as well, Dan, you might have mentioned, uh, I yeah, I know you might favour the kitchen, but I believe that um, you happen to stumble into the Galway Arms. Now, we'll have the owner of the Galway Arms come on here in a little bit after you. Um, but you spotted in one of our photos that maybe the Galway arms was, was, uh, was in the background, but you got locked in there one day after, uh, a famous Ken, you may not know about this yet, but Dan was in there. Uh, he happened to stumble in just after the, um, the, uh, Tommy Keane, Eamon O'Loughlin golf tournament that we play in every oh year. My. And, uh, he got locked in and, uh, it was a guitar plucked off the wall that he tuned and he belted out a few tunes. So, uh,
11: <laughs> he's, he's made his mark here as well
0: <laughs> well done Dave. yeah that's
11: that's a night i'll never forget it's uh, funny i was sat on one side of the bar and uh and like like mark said i happened to be playing a couple of songs and then uh, the group of fellows on the other side their heads started to come around the corner further and further until they said yeah you're coming over here with us buddy so i i went around <laughs> the bar and sat with all the, those fellows right so it turned <laughs> out to be a great uh great memory for me too yeah ah uh, brilliant and uh, of course, that's not what you do for a living. On a serious
1: note, uh, Dan, I know that uh, you're a, a policeman down in um, uh, down in Saint John's. How's that been? How long have uh, you been a policeman?
11: Uh, so I gra- I'm uh, going on nine years now here. So uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a different world these days, obviously, because, uh, you, you you know, especially everything going on in the down the, below us and everything. But uh, yeah. I guess it's a different it's different here. I mean, it's uh, you know, we got a, a quiet place here really compared to other other. Uh, other provinces too but uh you know we got a good community here and we got a good uh a good bunch of i guess uh neighbors that kind of you know work with us and yeah it's definitely it definitely has like any like any job it has its uh its ups and downs and such but uh you know you got we got a good bunch of people that work together and we kind of stick together and make sure that everyone's you know safe and looked after and and, yeah uh, you you kind of it's it's such a small place you kind of know everyone anyway so you know uh you go and you, you definitely you can usually connect with someone because you know someone who lives next to him who you know you had a point with someday so
1: well we um we also have a mutual friend up here by the name of uh, Kyle party and uh, he had to leave Newfoundland because he got he got tired of protecting you on the ice so that's <laughs> why he eventually left um, so he's happy yeah. to be here trust me
11: yes yeah I know no, yeah I'm sure he is he's tired of picking picking pucks out of the back of the net. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he left the, he left the crazy. He, he left the ice and went to the golf course I think he was felt safer out there, right? Cuz no one was chasing him around. But no, Carl's a Carl's a good fella, but I uh, I got a lot of good things to say about him. We we've remained friends for a long time. I mean, we didn't know each other until we started playing hockey together and I mean, we still talk now. So, uh yeah. You know, and you you know him obviously and and you guys are, yeah. are remain friends too, right? But it's uh, a yeah. funny it's a small world how you get connected through through people and it sure and is it turns into something like this, right? So, yeah, and he, uh, um,
1: and it was just over a casual beer that I was talking about the fact that I did the show, and he said, "You got to talk to my friend Dan." And, and then sure enough, we had a we had a chat, and uh, you know, it's very funny as well to listen to your accent. Kyle's accent is no longer Newfoundland, but no. after two beers, it turns Newfoundland very very quickly. So uh, yeah, <laughs>
5: yeah.
1: <laughs> it's great to hear your it's great to hear your uh, your accent. It's great to hear your voice, and uh, we're so glad you were able to do this, and. Um, we saw the picture of your bar, so we know there's an invitation there for us, and we uh, we hope we can take advantage of that sometime. Or, uh, but if you beat us to the punch and make it up here, you, you know that we've got to grab a beer together. All right?
11: Oh, that's that's for sure, man. Yes, there's, there's always a glass here with your name on it, and guarantee that the door never closes. <laughs> and well, Ken, really, Ken yeah. spotted his favorite whiskey there, so you're good.
0: I did indeed. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there won't be much of that left if I get in there. So <laughs> no, I'll get a couple
11: more bottles of it just for just for that. <laughs> and, uh, All right, buddy. Well done. Thanks a lot, Dan, for joining us. Thanks, man. Cheers. I really appreciate it. Good talking to you. Okay. Stay Take care. Touch,
0: and we'll uh, we we'll play a little Christy here for you. Uh, a place that you should one day get down to if you haven't been is Listun Varna. Enjoy. Uh,
1: lovely.
9: Listun Varna. Varna. Oh, Listun Varna. Well, it's doing, it's doing, it's doing,
12: it's doing How's it going there? Everybody from Cork, New York, Dundalk, Gortehark, and Glenamaddy. Here we are in the County Clare. And it's a long, long way from here to there. There's the Burren, and the Cliffs are more and the Tulla, and the Kilfenora, and Mike O'Russell, Doctor Bill, Willie Clancy, and Old Hill. Flutes and fiddles everywhere. If it's music you want should go to Claire. Oh,
9: Listun Barnum.
12: Barnum. Sure, everybody needs a break. Climb a mountain or jump in the lake. Some head off to exotic places. Others go to the Galway races. A cousin of mine goes pot A cousin of hers loves Joe Dolan. Matty goes to the south of France, and Jim to the dogs and Peter to the dance. Summer comes around each year, we go there and they come here. Some jet off to Frihiliana, but I always go to Listoon Vernon Oh, Listoon A
9: Listoon, Listoon,
12: Liston, Listoon, Listoon I always leave of a Thursday night with my tent and my ground sheet rolled up tight. I like to hit Listoon. In or around Friday afternoon This gives me time to get me gear together I don't need to worry about the weather Ramble in for a pint of stout Because you never know who'd be hanging about There's a Dutchman Playing a mandolin, you know? German looking for Lee Mogo go And there's Adam Bono and Gareth Fitzgerald Getting their foot taken for the Sunday world Finbar, Charlie and Jim Hand And they're drinking pints to bae the band And the grand
9: Oh, let
12: the, stu- the, stu- the, stu- the, the multitudes they flock and throngs to hear the music and the songs and bikes and high-ass vans with bottles, barrels, flagons, cans. Mighty crack, loads of frolics, pioneers and alcoholics and black spook in the FCA and free Mickey Kelly in the IRA and hairy chests and milk white ties and Mickey Dodgers in disguise. McGraths, O'Brien's, Pippins, Coxes, Massage parlors and horse boxes. Orchir, making tapes, taking breaks and throwing shapes. Our on bowrons, Arab sheiks, Hindu Sikhs, Jesus freaks. This is heaven, this is hell. Who cares? Who can tell? Anyone for the last few chuck now now? Oh, listen by Liston, listen listen,
5: listen barna.
12: A 747 for Jackson Brown They had to build a special room just to get him down Before the chieftains could start to play Seven creamy pints came out in the tray Shergar was ridden by Lord Lucan Sean Cannon did the backstage cooking planet were playing Harry's game And Christy was singing Nancy Spain and Mary O'Hara and Brush Shields Together doing the four green fields Van der Manon, Emmy Lou And Moving Hearts and Planxty too oh, Everybody needs a break Climb a mountain or jump in a lake Sean Doherty goes to the Roses of and Oliver J. Flanagan goes swimming in the holy sea But I like my music in the open air So every summer I go to Clare Cos Woodstock knockin' or the feast of Canna Could hold a match to Listoon Varna Oh, Listoon Varna uh,
9: Listoon, Listoon,
12: Varna
1: all right folks well listen toronto entered phase two of uh, recovery um and of course uh, that gives uh, that puts toronto in a position with uh, pretty much the rest of ontario And uh, delighted now to be joined on the phone by a long-time sponsor on Echaeologous Crack and uh, the proprietor himself of the Galway Arms to talk a little bit about the uh, recent reopening of patios in Toronto and specifically uh, from the Galway Arms. Uh, Good morning, Michael. How are you doing today? Good morning, Mark. Brilliant. Michael, congratulations. I I don't know if that's the word that we use, but I'm delighted that things are starting to at least open up a little bit for you. It's been heavy lifting over the last couple of months, I'm sure, for you. Oh, it sure has
6: been, Mark. Uh, It's been tough times, and I suppose there'll be a bit of heavy lifting to be done, yes, but uh, look, we're heading the right direction now,
1: and that's a good good thing, obviously. Yeah, and and so uh, you you opened uh, on Wednesday, Michael, or did you open yesterday for the first time?
6: No, we opened yesterday at noon for the first time, and it was uh, it was it was great now to see to be pulling pints again and see familiar faces, and it uh, really was like during the week and just even over the whole time, it was great to get so many messages of support and seeing now yesterday be able to see faces again, familiar faces, like it really is heartwarming.
1: Brilliant. Brilliant. So so tell us a little bit about, I mean, I think we read a lot about what's going on. We know to a degree a little bit about appointment setting, but can you just tell us, you know, how you've been governed here to operate and, and like what what kind of handcuffs are on you and what, um, you know, what kind of policing will potentially happen. Tell us a little bit about how you have to operate here, at least in the short term. Yeah,
6: like I mean, it's a learning curve for us as well, Mark. Uh, we're just, you know, we've set it regulations that have been set upon us which is fair enough like we have to at the end of the day the key is to keep uh, a staff and keep patrons safe and mm. and that's what we're aiming for uh, so we set up guidelines like things to do protocols to do in the bar in one door out another door we have uh, sanitary stations set up we're wiping down tables sanitizing tables and chairs after people leave and wow. people can only go to the toilet two at a time down the men's and women's but I mean and obviously, there, there's an onus on the page in themselves. They got to be aware and mm-hmm. be aware of other people's surroundings as well. Which we're we're get used to that it's kind of way of life now, really, isn't it? Yeah, it
1: is. It is. And so, so if I um, if I'm down there, I, I got i I'm lucky enough to get a spot on the patio. Um, you have to bring me my uh, my beverage or my food, or um, yeah. for the beverage, can I go into the bar and then come out with the beer? Or you, we the just
6: only, the, the only times, no there's no going to the bar and grabbing beers we'll come down and we'll, yeah you, we want you to come in the door first where we have a sanit- uh, sanitized station set up and you can yeah sanitize your hands and that and then we'll bring you to a table and uh we'll sit you down and we'll take your order from there yeah and uh, we'll bring you in the drinks. the only time you enter the bar really is
1: if you have to go to the use the toilets, and that would be the brilliant to be entering the bar. now but it's a learning curve for everyone as i said earlier
6: even the patrons and people you know trying to teach them and train them what the rules that
1: we are trying to implement and trying to keep everyone safe you know right right good stuff so i I suppose the time off um if there's anything positive from it perhaps it's given you time to reflect on you know um, i know a lot of businesses think this way when you have time off you have time to think about how you might do things differently in the future so i understand you're going through a bit of a website refresh and you got a bit of an update there for us
6: Absolutely. Uh, we're looking to uh, launch a new website this week, uh, where we will be able to you'll be able to order online, uh, curbside pickup, and pay online as well. And the website for that is www.galwayarms.net. Uh, Lovely. And uh, that's it just encourage People want to pick up food; they can just do it on their on their phone, pay and everything, and then pick up. The, we'll look at just within twenty minutes. Lovely. To have everything ready to good. But,
1: and um do I need to make an appointment to get a spot on the patio, or can I can I take a chance on it, Michael? Like yesterday, I'm well, sure you were jammed.
6: People haven't taken; to, they've been doing both. To be yeah. honest with you, yeah, and it, even that now is kind of you know trying to balance it and mix your tables. Like I mean, ideally, if you knew you were a better option would be if you knew you were coming down tomorrow on four o'clock reserve a table that'd be great yeah gotcha we're trying to call and reserve a table in a half hour it's like okay let me see what i had here right and yesterday was a great day like i mean we had a
5: constant flow of people and the tables were all full yeah so 11 tables yesterday on the patio which was great like i
6: mean normally people don't know the god we are the patio that we had uh, according to current guidelines We'd only be able to have three tables on that, but our neighbours and our landlord have been very good and they said we can use the front of their okay. sidewalk. So we've kinda made it up nice and nice yeah. and our pot and all that kind of stuff and Great, or inviting to sit around
1: and have a beer or have a bite to eat, you know. Lovely, lovely. So I know it's early days, but um, do you see? Um, it's more of an opinion thing than anything else, Michael, or maybe even based upon conversations that you've had with with the the, the governing bodies. But do you see anything changing permanently in your business? Do you see us ever never going back to uh, some of the things that we were in place before? Or is it just too soon to tell? I would say
6: hope it will at some stage, but I mean, right now it's too soon to even be thinking about that. Really, I think yeah, it's just, let's, let's just try to get through this phase two. Yeah, and, uh, if we can all be, you know, stay safe and stay healthy, and numbers go down, we can maybe move on to phase three quicker, where we can bring people indoors. Yeah, and I don't know what the capacity is at. I'm hearing thirty percent. I'm hearing fifty percent. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, for the near future, until some vaccine a cure for this thing is it. I think
5: this is the way we,
6: this is we're the way at it, yeah and, yeah uh, the way they look at it. it's going to be tough and it was t- tough for small business to begin with before all this came you know and yeah. I'm sure a lot of people say and
5: it's not it, this is going to be a tough time now yeah it's going
6: to be a telling time a telling time and as we've seen a few of our good friends already they've been mm-hmm. they've been out of luck in the city of Toronto and they have they're no longer in and which is yeah. sad to see you know
1: right well, listen, Michael. Um, I know you're going to have another busy day today, and it's going to be a busy weekend. And we're heading into the the um, obviously July first, and that uh, well, you know quasi long weekend. And uh, I know I speak for the entire community when we say number one, we're delighted that you're back in business, and, and number two, that we wish you nothing but the best of luck. Uh, your your um, your business is iconic in the city. Um, it's it it's representative of. Of uh, all things Irish and many things Irish, and um, it's um, it's just great to see the place open again. And it's very, um, I think it's very symbolic and important that places like this start to open um, because it's it's the start of life going back to normal for many of us. Irish living in the city as well, and we wish you nothing but the best of luck. And I hope that for the folks that are listening in, Michael, um, that they do um, that they do get in there, and you know we haven't been out now for a little while, so um, it'll be great to see people go in and and start spending again, right? Because I think um, the more we the more we can spend in there, the faster you can recover. And uh, I wish you nothing but the best of luck. And and um, I, I know that I'm not the only one who feels that way, so.
6: Well, Mark, thank you very much, appreciate it. And as I said earlier, the best wishes and all the phone calls and people messaging and people asking, do we need help And not? It really is in tough times. It's great to see, you know, it's heartwarming. And all I ask, all I ask is for some people, we're doing our best to accommodate everyone, just to maybe have a bit of patience. Because yeah. We're limited in what we're trying to do. We will try to accommodate everyone and we're glad to see everyone. But just, it, it's, you know what I mean? Especially in the opening stages now at the beginning, just be a bit patient with us, we will try our best to get you in and see, because we not want nothing more to have you here at the
1: again. Super. Thanks, Michael. Thanks for doing this. Uh, best of luck today. I'll let you get on with your day there. I really appreciate you no taking the problem, time. No problem, Take care of yourself. Take thanks care. Thanks very much. Bye now. Bye now. <coughs> All right, folks. Well, listen, Toronto entered phase two.
13: and a roving eye Just kiss her and embrace her Never tell her the reason why Just kiss her and embrace her Till you cause her heart to yield For a faint-hearted soldier Never gained a battle
0: is a sound I've been listening to over the last little while. That fella there now is the youngest ever winner of the BBC Young Folk Award back in 2003. He's Tyrone-born singer, multi-instrumentalist, composer, producer, and guess what else? A doctor, believe it or not. So uh, Jarrett Henderson is the lad's name, and uh, he has um, hes now... Lined up with Scottish Piper and whistle player Ross Ainslie. And they've got a couple of uh, albums out. Partners in Crime is one of them. And they followed that up in 2013 with Airfix. And Jarlett's own uh, solo album is called Hearts Broken, Heads Turned. And you can check him out on his website. Fabulous. Uh, musician Illan Piper, uh, whistle player, flute player. Brilliant. Brilliant altogether.
1: Reminds me a little bit of uh, Paul Brady, his voice. Uh, very similar, very
0: isn't good. it, Mark? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah, very good. Yeah. yeah.
0: Super yeah. job. Talented, um, talented lad.
1: Listen, um, can I just uh, mention, uh, I, I did um, I did chat to, to Michael earlier. That was a, a, a recording I did this morning with him because he was very busy. But uh, isn't it fantastic to see... Um, uh, it's fantastic to see them back in business, Kenny.
0: It's great. It really is. Uh, it's wonderful. I uh, can't wait to get down there and uh, have a wee seat on the patio. and uh, look forward to it for sure. And um, that's great for them, I'm sure. it's a, It's an uplift, even though it's not. The full opening that uh, everybody yeah. is uh, is is waiting for, but uh, look at it to start, and uh, we look forward to having Quinns back as well. Um, I'm, I'm due to chat yeah. with uh, Patrick this week, and we'll maybe get an update as well from from them. But uh, great to see Wonderful. the teams back in business, and and great that their their neighbors there have been so cooperative and allowed them to extend the, the patio there as well.
1: Yeah, I and I, I will mention. I, I saw a photograph. Um, I saw a photograph of what they've done, and uh, it looks like it'll be fierce crack altogether. So, uh, anyway, encourage our listeners to get down there, help them get back on their feet again. Uh, cannot have been easy uh, to be to be just uh, you know closed. I have your business essentially your, um, your your supply of income just shut down. So let's um, let's get them back up and let's get them back up and going. I'm sure there'll be a be lots, lots of people. Um, Lots of people uh, uh, interested in hitting, t- hitting to that patio. And um, uh, and thank you to Dan Cadigan um, from St. John's for coming on. Uh, it was great to talk to him. And, um, and of course, we had Bobby O'Donovan as well, uh, Ken. Um, so, um, anyway, we're blessed. We have great people that we can get on the show.
0: Indeed, indeed we do. And uh, uh, a big shout-out, I suppose. Happy Canada's, Canada Day, which will be on Wednesday. We don't have the official long weekend as such but we'll have a day off on wednesday and hopefully everybody enjoys it the weather looks like it's going to be spectacular and i did see a few things from our pal james maloney mp down there in etobicoke he's given out the lawn signs with canada day flag on it so get down to his office there in etobicoke and pick up your your free lawn sign i'm sure you have yours already mark
1: i have yeah kenny but here lorraine knitted one
0: (laughs) good man good man fair play lorraine well done (laughs) And I just, um, I know I said it on the the show earlier too, but another, uh, just a thank you to Sean Hart, because I neglected to say it last week for lining us up with Kerry Mortimer uh, for the interview from the CGAA last week. And uh, I've been back and forth with Kerry and she has... um Introduced me to another great band from uh, from Antrim, called yeah. Runabay. and we're going to have. Uh, I've been in touch with John McManus, one of the band members, and we'll have them on the program next week, calling in from uh, from Antrim. So we'll have a, a, an update on what they're up to as well through uh, through this whole period. Lovely. And uh, there's been a birthday request in as well from, uh, from Sligo up there in Tone of Fubble. Everybody wants. Uh, Cheapers, half the town has got in touch with me today saying they wanted to wish uh, a belated happy birthday to Henry McCarney, who was, uh, <coughs> you know, that kind of an age yesterday. So uh, anyway, <laughs> I'll put it this way, Mark. He's older than me and you. So, um, so best oh, wishes. Right. And, and we'll play our final track for You're Henry. Right. Did you hey, have any Ken. other uh, notices, Mark?
1: I did, Ken, yeah. I mean, I, I hate to mix a birthday wish with some sad news, but I did want to pass along um, a couple of people in the community here uh, that um, have been um, uh, unfortunately hit with some bad news. Uh, first and foremost, um, longtime listener of our show, Bill Turner, uh, his sister had passed away. Her name is Susie Finnegan. Um, so our thoughts and prayers go to uh, uh, to Bill and his family. Um, Susie Finnegan passed away. And also, um, a lady who is quite influential in the, um, uh, in the Mayo community, uh, Valerie McLaughlin's mom passed away. Mm. Uh, her name was Bridget Rowland. And um, she was uh, living over there in, um, in Bella Corrick in Ballina. And she passed away this morning at the age of 91. So our thoughts and prayers go to, uh, to Valerie and her family on the passing of, um, uh, of her mom, uh, Bridget. So um, anyway, sorry to mix the great birthday wishes, but um 91 Kenny that's a great whole inning isn't it
0: it is indeed Mark yeah Well, our condolences to those families for sure and um, they'll be in our thoughts no doubt
1: yeah okay pal we're going to sign off here are we
0: yeah um have had, had enough know. of each other yes indeed uh, I'm sure uh, it's the same for the listeners we we'll let you get on with your your day it's a gorgeous one and for those in Ireland listening in, enjoy your evening Hope uh, Roser hasn't burnt the potatoes. Now I'm sure he's uh, getting the old dinner ready there. So um, anyway, we'll uh, we'll head out here with a track um called the Wild Rover. It's a it's a really cool uh, rendition of this by a band called Lancome from Dublin. I don't know if you've uh, heard me play these guys on the program before, but uh, really good. And they performed this week on the, the program. Uh, other Voices, on uh, and, and you can probably check that out on YouTube, Lancôme. And it was done at the Kilkenny Castle, a fabulous setting for uh, for that show. And uh, anyway, here's their rendition of The Wild Rover. Folks, we'll talk to you next week. Don't forget, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on MixLR.com slash Crack. Until then, Slán. See you, Marco. See you, Kenny.